Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. What kind of a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50% of their life savings just as they near retirement? It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Humboldt and Clear Lake, Iowa. We've got a great program, or at least I hope that it is for you. It's very in-depth. We're going to be delving into kind of one of, I guess, the taboo subjects of investing, and that is that of fees. But before we get started, I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your day and being here with me. I know that I passionately enjoy these radio programs. It gives me an opportunity to be able to share with you experiences that I have as a full-time fiduciary and a veteran of being in the financial services industry for over 20 years. And it is very gratifying to know that you're listening. And I so appreciate the feedback. Just recently, some of you have been going to our website, johnsonwim.com and leaving comments there reaching out to us with questions. And of course, that's helpful because that gives me an opportunity to hear what's on your mind, the questions that you have. Some of you just simply call us on our toll-free number and say, hey, I'm curious if Matthew would be able to do a program on this particular topic. And of course, I am happy to. If I feel it's something that will benefit all of you, I want to be able to take time to address an issue of concern or a particular topic that you want to hear about. So I encourage you to do that. In addition, I want to remind you that as always, this episode is powered by the Retirement Income Store. If you're not familiar with the Retirement Income Store, I encourage you to go to the retirementincomestore.com. It is a wonderful website and it's one that is designed with you in mind to benefit you. The Retirement Income Store was created years ago as a franchise program to be able to allow conservative fiduciary financial advisors an outlet to be able to help share their wealth of knowledge, to be able to help educate people on how to go from working to retirement and then to enjoy a successfully planned retirement. I don't know anyone that works just to run out of money. I don't know anyone that works just to live on less. I don't know anyone that works just to sit at home and stare at the television and stare at each other. 
that's not what retirement should be. It's not what it's meant to be. It's meant to be a time to enjoy each other and experiences. And income is going to be the thing that's going to allow you to do that. Having a plan that you know is actionable, a plan with someone to assist you and to carry out that plan is going to give you that peace of mind that you're looking for to be able to know that it's going to be there for you. It's going to be able to allow you that structure and that stability of knowing that you've got the income that you need. And those things are all the things that bring peace of mind to a person when they retire. We can't predict the future. We don't know what the unmentionables will be. We don't know what curveballs that life is going to throw us. But we want to be able to have as good of a comprehensive plan for retirement as possible. The Retirement Income Store can give you the tools that you're going to need in order to put that plan together. Well, let's talk about the taboo subject of fees, shall we? I know that it's not taboo with you. You're the end consumer. You're the person that's paying the fee, right? So let's just discuss fees for what they are. Fees are something that you have to pay, and fees aren't something that disappear. Fees are something that are typically ongoing for the rest of our life. You know, I don't know about you, but every time I get my cell phone bill, every time I see a telephone bill, every time I see a cable bill, I am absolutely miffed. I'm a little bit tweaked at how our local government, our federal government, the communications companies are able to interweave into our bill all these fees. Now, they call them taxes, but they're fees. A fee is a fee. And I don't care if a fee is a tax. I don't care if a fee is a just a flat out fee. But a fee is a fee, and it's money that it has to come out of my pocket. So the question becomes, are fees to be feared when it comes to your investments? And the answer is not always. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. 866-290-3837. So let's break it down. Let's talk about the downside, the bad side, the fees that we should be careful of and that we should be really attentive to. And then we'll talk about the fees and what fees can actually allow you to do, because in some respects, fees are a good thing. So the first thing is, is that we have to understand that fees can be very subtle, just like in that cell bill, just like in your cable bill. Those fees are something that we have to actually look for. They can be very subtle, very pervasive. They can be hidden. They can be very erosive. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But fees are something that we have to be attentive to. We can't just simply pay a bill. We have to actually break it down and see what we're paying. That's called being a good steward of our money. And let's start with one of the most obvious, and that is the fees within mutual funds. Mutual funds are typically going to carry with them three different fees. We, number one, have the fee that you might be paying up front. That could be called a commission, okay? And a commission is something that you're going to be paying that financial advisor, that stockbroker, for when you decide to acquire shares of a particular mutual fund. Now, what that commission is going to be, I don't know, because I don't know the business model of your broker. 
But that financial advisor is likely making a commission on the front end of that mutual fund when he sells it to you. This is the reason so many people will, when they buy a mutual fund, let's say you put in $100,000 into that mutual fund, let's say the symbol is ABC, and then you look on the statement and you realize, well, that's kind of funny. I paid $100,000 for that mutual fund, but I only have $95,000 now showing up on my statement. Why is that? Because you paid a commission up front. Now, brokers and financial advisors, typically, they may not be telling you the whole truth. They may be saying, well, this is the fee that you pay. And then you just kind of assume that that is the only time that you paid the commission. But that's not true. Because financial advisory, or should I put it this way, mutual funds always come at a cost. And that cost is going to include what's called the 12B1 fee. Now, the 12B1 fee is something that if you're working with a commissionable broker, that 12B1 fee is likely embedded into that mutual fund. And what is it? Well, to put it in layman's terms, it's like a renewal commission. So there is like a trail commission that is paid to that financial firm or to that institution or to that advisor for owning that mutual fund. So if you own it for five years, chances are you paid 12B1 fees or renewal commissions inside that mutual fund to the institution that you own that mutual fund through. Now, number two is going to be called an expense fee, an expense ratio fee. And what is that? That is the fee that you're going to be paying to the mutual fund manager. You see, your broker is not managing that mutual fund. He may be telling you to buy it. He may be telling you to sell it. He may be telling you to replace it with something else. But he's not managing the assets of the mutual fund. That's the mutual fund manager's job. So when you think about it, you know, you're going to the financial advisor. He's telling you that you should probably go ahead and buy this mutual fund. You're paying him, but then you're also paying the mutual fund manager a fee too. That's the expense ratio. And then many mutual funds carry a third fee, which is called the drag cost. Now, the drag cost can be even more subtle. It is something that is embedded inside of that mutual fund. Most of the time, investors don't pay attention. They don't read the prospectus. And it's that booklet that you get in the mail every once in a while from the mutual fund that you're invested in. That's where legally all of those mutual funds, they have to print, they have to be able to display or to explain that these are the fees that you're paying. So we have to be careful of mutual funds because sometimes the end result is that we're being double dipped. We're being dipped on the front end when we put our money in, and then we're being dipped while we're actually owning that mutual fund. And every time, say, we get a dividend or there's a capital gain, the mutual fund manager decides to sell something, some position inside that mutual fund, and then that money's being reinvested, well, guess what? We're having to pay for that. So this is very, very important that we pay attention to. Number two, I would say on the hit list of fees, is going to be variable annuities. Now, annuities can come in many, many different forms, but there's a particular style of annuity called the variable annuity. Now, we call it a variable annuity for a reason. It varies in its return. That's because within a variable annuity, the primary investment tool that that insurance company is using and putting your money into is mutual funds. Now, those mutual funds are not likely to come with a commission. Those mutual funds are not likely to come with a 12B1 fee. However, 
the insurance company that sold you that variable annuity is charging you fees. And those fees are going to amount to three, if not four different fees that you have to be careful of. Number one is upfront what is called the M&E charge. That is the mortality and expense fee. That is the insurance wrapper that they wrap those mutual funds up in. This is how they can legitimately look you in the eye and say, well, if your mutual funds decline, there's a guarantee. Yes, but you have to die to get the guarantee. It's called a death benefit. If I wanted one of those, I'd just buy life insurance. Number two is going to be the fee for the mutual funds themselves. That's called a sub-account fee. And this fee is going to, you know, where the M&E charge, the mortality and expense fee, the insurance wrapper might be costing you one and a quarter, one and a half percent. The fee for the mutual funds for investing in those is going to cost you once. Now you're up to, say, two and a half. Then there could be rider fees. Now, what is a rider? Well, rider is something you add on. So that could be a death benefit rider. That could be an income rider. That could be any number of different things. But if it's a rider, it's going to come at a cost typically. And so this is the reason why we have to be so careful of variable annuities and the fees that are on them, because you could be paying two and a half, three, three and a half, maybe even as high as four or four and a half percent in fees. Now, why does that need to be known up front? Because someday you're likely to start taking withdrawals. Even if you don't need the income, if it's the right kind of money, it's tax qualified IRA money, the government is going to force you to start taking withdrawals from that annuity if it's an IRA. And what does that mean? It means that you're going to be paying that insurance company at the same time that you're going to be taking withdrawals. So what may have been simply just in your mind, a 4% withdrawal, you add another 3% on top of that in fees, and now you're talking a 7% withdrawal rate. What's the problem with that? It is not sustainable. It's going to dip into your principal. It's going to force you to run your principal into the ground. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Stick with us because we've got a lot more exploration on these fees that you need to be aware of if you're going to be investing properly with as little cost as possible. We'll be right back. After a certain age, you shouldn't be overexposed to stock market risk. Yet, you might still be trying to squeeze every last drop out of today's market. And although fixed income investment can offer less risk than stocks, it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice return. In fact, recently, some fixed income investments have actually outperformed stocks. But yet, you're still waiting to act. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. 
And welcome back to the second half of our program today. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show, and I'm your host, Matthew Johnson. Welcome back, and if you're just joining us, I want to say thank you and welcome to the program. We're talking about fees and especially how fees pertain to you and to your investments. And the question is, are fees to be feared? And the real best way to answer this is not always, but sometimes, right? So we talked about in the first half of our program that fees are very subtle, they're very hidden, and they can be very erosive, which we're going to get to. But we talked about, number one, mutual funds. Mutual funds far and away are one of the most popular ways of investing. But when we start to realize that simplicity, the reason that mutual funds are as popular as they are, I believe, is because of the simplicity of being able to just invest and know that you've got diversification inside. But simplicity always comes at a cost, doesn't it? And within mutual funds, oftentimes we find not only did the investor pay a commission up front when they acquired the mutual fund, but now they have to pay 12B1 fees, which is like a renewal commission. They have to pay, say, the expense ratio fee, which is the fees that are getting paid to the mutual fund managers that are managing the mutual fund. And then sometimes there's things called drag costs, which is the advertising costs that you're paying as the investor for the mutual fund company to advertise their name. And so you're thinking, well, gosh, you know, is it really worth paying all those fees? That's the point. The point is, is it really worth paying all of those fees? Number two on the hit list is really variable annuities. Variable annuities can transcend mutual funds six ways from Sunday. Now, granted, I don't know that they're nearly as popular, and this is probably part of the reason why they're not nearly as popular with investors, because savvy investors are very attentive to fees. And when they start realizing that they're paying fees in the range of two and a half, three, three and a half, as much as four or even four and a half percent, they realize how devastating and erosive that can be. Because you see, when variable annuities are investing, they're not investing in something like, say, just a fixed interest account. They're called variable annuities for a reason. They come as a securities type investment coming from the securities industry, which means that they're investing in stocks, stock mutual funds. So when that insurance company is selling that product to you, they are making, I would say, too much money. They're making money on the mortality and expense fee, which is the insurance wrapper that they're wrapping the mutual funds up in. So that if all of a sudden your mutual funds tanked and then you died, they would pay your spouse or your beneficiaries the high watermark. Doesn't really help you if your mutual funds are down, but it does help your family if you've died. So I guess that's about the only consolation that I can think of. Number two, you're paying for the mutual funds. That's the sub-account fee. And then if you've got additional ancillary type riders that you've put on that variable annuity, you're paying fees for that as well. And what is the big deal about that? It's because someday down the road, you invested in this product because you wanted income. You wanted to be able to have accessibility to your principal. You wanted to be able to make withdrawals. And so if the market is down, the insurance company isn't going to not charge you their fees. So if the stock market's down 20%, but then they charge you another, say, 3% on top of that, you're seeing where that's compounding and adding insult to injury. 
Number two, if you're withdrawing, let's say 4% to satisfy a required minimum distribution, but you're paying the insurance company 3% in fees for that year, that's not a 4% withdrawal rate. That is a 7% withdrawal rate. Is the mutual funds inside that variable annuity going to be able to keep up with the increasing withdrawals of the RMD? I don't think so. Over the course of time, it's going to erode your principal. It's going to erode your principal. And that's never a good thing. Never a good thing. People that say, well, I don't mind if I spend my principal. I don't believe it. Go blow that smoke up somebody else's hiney because I don't believe it. I've never met a single person that really, truly wanted to run out of principal. I don't believe it. Number three is going to be portfolios that are professionally managed. Now, I'm going to break this into two parts because I see two different kinds of brokerage accounts that have a fee. Most of the time, I see brokerage accounts where the financial advisors or the institution's business model is focused on the G. In other words, they're focused on the growth. Now, this may be okay when you're younger and you need to be focused on the growth, but as you get older and closer to retirement, you know that focusing on growth is inherently going to come with greater risks. Why? Because you're investing in growth. Do you always get growth? Does the stock market always go up? And the answer is no. And so when you're getting closer and closer or you're actually in the distribution stage of your life and you need income, well, then guess what? You need to be focused on the I, not the G. Because a financial advisor or because a financial institution is paying you a monthly paycheck doesn't mean that it's actually producing income. Let me give you an example. Most growth stock mutual funds do not produce much for income. They're either producing no income at all, in other words, no dividends, no interest, or at the very most, they're producing maybe one, one and a half percent in an average dividend. Now, if you're in the distribution stage of your life or you're near to it and you know that you're going to need to start drawing income or you know you're close to RMD age, 70, 70 and a half, 72 you know you're going to need to start taking withdrawals. So the question becomes, is your portfolio designed for these withdrawals so that it's not hurting you? So if you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So, when I have people say, well, you know, I don't want to hire you because you have a management fee. I totally get that. I understand it. But let's look at what you're paying internally within your own financial firm. It's possible that if you're not paying commissions because you're not working with a broker, you're paying a management fee. And if you're paying a management fee, and let's say that the management fee is one, but you're only getting paid one and a half percent of dividends, you're only getting a half a percent of income. So if you need income, where does the rest of that income have to come from? It's got to come out of your principal. Now, does the stock market always grow? And the answer is no. Do RMDs always have to be taken? And the answer is yes. 
So what happens if you're in a year in which the stock market is down? You have to take an RMD, but you don't have the dividends and the interest to be able to cover that RMD, that income need. It's going to have to come out of your principal. So the question I have for you to consider today is really this. Is it better to pay a 1% fee and only get a half a percent of income? Or is it better to pay a 1% fee and net 4% of income that could cover your RMD? Do you see? It's not about the fees. It's about the model, the business model of how you're investing your money. You see, fees are something that are a part of our life. Fees are in all sorts of different things. Yes, I don't like paying fees, but if I want a cell phone and I want a cell phone package that's going to be comparable to my needs, I'm simply going to have to relent and pay a fee. Now, can I go out and research the companies that provide cell phone service? Can I research the fees that they're charging me? And can I do some due diligence on my end? Absolutely. Most individuals that I deal with from day to day When I ask them what kind of a fee they're paying on their brokerage account, they don't know. We need to know. Now, sometimes we can deduce this information by looking at a statement. If this is something that you don't know what you're paying and you need help identifying what kind of a fee the institution that you're with is charging you, send it to me. You can go to johnsonwim.com. You can use a Sharpie marker. You can mark out your account number. And you can click the first tab on the website that says document upload. And I will look that statement over for you and see if we can determine what kind of a management fee you're paying. Because obviously, sometimes fees can be very subtle. They can be very hidden. They can be something that you don't easily see unless you know what to be looking for. Sometimes you have to do analysis in each one of the mutual funds that you're investing in to find out what the 12B1 fee is and the expense ratio and so on and so forth. But those things are all discoverable. But the point that I'm trying to make today is that fees are transcended by something that's so much more important, and that is what is your outcome? What is your goal? I don't mind paying a fee if I'm getting a value add. But is your priority the same today as it was 30 years ago with the money that you've chosen to invest for retirement? And I'm willing to bet The answer is no. Now, as you're getting older, now, as you're getting closer to retirement or you've just transitioned into retirement, your goals have changed. Your goals have shifted. Now you're focused upon income, income to supplement that good old fashioned pension, income to supplement your Social Security, income to be able to satisfy your RMD without having to dip into your principal. Why? So that your principal is always there. Why is that important? Matthew, I'm totally fine on my pension. I'm totally fine on my Social Security. Because you realize that the longer you live, the more expensive things are going to become. And I'm willing to bet that when you sat down to think about retirement, being put into a convalescent home wasn't one of those goals. Am I correct? Your goal was not to go there. Your goal was to remain independent as possible. Your goal is to be able to enjoy as many of the niceties of life in retirement as is possible. And what's going to help you accomplish that is income. And so the question becomes, is your portfolio structured 
to be as inexpensive as possible, but is to be as outcome-oriented and focused as is possible. To be able to modify and to make little shifts here and there that are going to be able to reduce your expenses, those things are important, but not nearly as important as making certain that what you're investing in, how you're investing, is accomplishing what you want for your retirement, which is more income than you need to have. That's my number one goal for every single one of my clients, to be as safe as possible and to have as much income as they need and more than. Because if you can have more income than you need, you're going to be able to accomplish and do everything you want to do in retirement. Are fees to be feared? No, but they are definitely to be paid attention to. My goal for you is to get what you deserve by paying the fee. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com. And post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. Well, we're out of time for today. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. It's up to you to make tomorrow what you want it to be. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.